Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, happy 2021. We did it. You know, who would have thought way back in March when we started this journey together that we'd still be here all these months later. But as the Lord tells me in our quiet time together, go back to the last thing that I told you to do, which would be five minutes of courage with all of you. So here we are. So welcome back to five minutes of courage with me. I'm Maggie. If this is the first time we are meeting, nice to have you with us today. Today, starting in January, we are going to deep dive into the book of John. Now, if you read my email yesterday, I explained that I've had a lot of people over time ask me, you know, if you were to start reading the Bible for the first time or to read it again, where would you begin? Would you start on the first page of Genesis? And as I mentioned, I love Genesis. It's chock full of interesting characters. It's salacious. It's unbelievable content that is like no other, but I don't know that that is where I would start because in my estimation, from where I sit with my degree in theology, the Bible is one enormous story of Jesus. And the Old Testament is a wonderful setup with the laws and the prophets to what comes next with Jesus. And so as a follower of Jesus, I would encourage you to start with his story. And then you can always go back from there. Now, why John? Because there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John's the one that's completely different. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what are considered the synoptic Gospels, which means there is a lot of crossover among the three. Now, it doesn't mean that, that God's word isn't accurate or consistent. What it means is that Mark was the first one to write his Gospel. So if you read the Gospel of Mark, it's going to be just really concise, not a lot of detail, just the bullet points. In fact, many believe that he was taking notes for the Apostle Peter, who was the cornerstone of the church. And so Mark was the first, which means it has what's known as Mark in priority, meaning that Matthew and Luke piggybacked off of some of the details. So it doesn't mean that the details are different. It doesn't change um, the authority of God's word. It just means that Mark bullet pointed it, and then Matthew added what he saw Luke actually came later. Luke, the doctor, was actually a friend of the Apostle Paul. So he did not walk with Jesus during his ministry, but he had firsthand eyewitness account interviews with many people, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. So he took Mark's bullet point and then added his own detail from Mary and from the other apostles. John is the only one who did completely his own work. So yet it's the same story of Jesus in his 33-year ministry, completely written from Mark's point of view. No Mark in priority. And John, if you've ever seen the picture of the Last Supper, John is the one who's young. He's nestled kind of under Jesus's arm. He's the, the apostle who is thought of as the beloved. Now, there, that's not 100% accurate. There has been some discussion as to whether it was maybe somebody else. But in Commonly in Christian circles, if you talk about the beloved disciple, you're likely referring to John. And so since John has his own story, and it's just written 
It's written, as my Bible says, simply enough that a child can't miss its glorious message and deep enough that it cannot be fully mined or measured. In fact, if you ever take a BSF, a Bible Study Fellowship class, they spend an entire year on the Gospel of John. That's how deep it is. And throughout the Gospel of John, you will find that he is referring uh, that Jesus is referred to by many, many names, one of them being the I Am, which sounds a little bit mysterious or cryptic. And again, if we go to the commentary and what I have, my Bible says each time that we are faced with Jesus referring to himself as the I Am, we aren't permitted to sit on the fence. We have a decision to make. Jesus either is who he says he is or he's not. There is no gray here. Story by story and line by line in the Gospel of John, John ushers us to the precipice of the decision of what am I going to do with this Jesus? Am I going to believe him or am I not going to believe him? And as we're reading, hopefully you've had a chance to take a look at John chapter 1. It starts in the beginning. And mine reads a little bit differently, but I remember years ago when I was singing in a choir, we sang an anthem that started with, with the words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And to me, that was not English. That, was, that made no sense to me. What do you mean? Well, very succinctly and quickly explained, the Word was Jesus. So it says, in the beginning, the Word, Jesus, already existed. The Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. He existed in the beginning with God. So put a pin in that. If you go all the way back to the beginning, in Genesis, they use the pronoun we to, to talk about who created the heavens and the earth. We. And they, it's not because they're using the non-binary form of a pronoun. It's because it's the Trinity, the triune God, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all there together. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word, Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. And then my favorite, the light, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. If you scroll quickly down to verse 14, so the word, Jesus, became human and made his home among us. And if you noticed, at least in my Bible, when it uses the word, word, with a capital W, they were referring specifically to Jesus. So here's where it gets confusing because the word is not only Jesus, but it is also the word of God. Well, how can that be? Hopefully you have some paper with you, and if you don't, Every time that I Devo and we watch a video together, try to have some paper because this is important. The Greek word for word is logos. It's L-O-G-O-S. It looks like logos. And anytime someone says it that way, I cringe a little bit because I'm, I'm really a stickler on pronunciation. So say it with me. Logos. Logos is the Greek word for word. The word is logos. So logos was a term used by different cultural groups. And for the Jews, Lagos was God's spoken word. So the Bible, the law and the prophets for the Jews, the Torah, Lagos. For pagan philosophers, it was the power, the powers of the universe and their, their uh, mythical gods and, and the, the mystics that, uh, that they believed in. And John draws from both of those. 
and he makes the parallel to make one clear point. The one and only true God of the universe reveals himself and communicates to humanity through Jesus, the capital W word. So that is a lot to process. But hopefully, if, if what I'm saying didn't make a lot of sense, go back and watch it again. Write some of this down. Word is the word of God and capital W word, also Jesus, the Greek word logos. And it's kind of, kind of combining those two things. The great I am is also Jesus. And you don't, you don't get to sit in the gray. You either believe him or you don't. If you haven't had a chance to read John chapter 1, I'm going to encourage you all week to do it. I will be back right here again tomorrow, and we will meet the very interesting character, John the Baptist, who foreshadowed his cousin Jesus' arrival on planet Earth. Thanks again for joining me. If you, again, um, are going to take a pass on the study of John, no problem. Just shoot me a quick email, and I'll make sure that I don't continue to send here um, your email box, or if you have a friend who would like to join our distribution list, send me their email and I'll, I'll add them so that they are automatically receiving all this information. So thanks for joining me. Happy New Year. See you tomorrow and be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage, then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.